The May jobs report misses expectations. Let's take a look at Restoration Hardware and is analog devices a buy? This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. And we are back with another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. Overall, the markets are well green today with the Dow Jones currently up 178, NASDAQ up 200, S&P 500 up 37, and the VIX down 10%. All the while, this is going into the close. The market's pushing all-time highs once again. It is good to see, but it's a little odd. After the May jobs report missed expectations, and that's the second month in a row that the jobs report has missed expectations. Now, Last month, um, it was a huge miss. Uh, it was actually a, a massive miss. They were expecting something like a million ads, and there was only like 266,000. You can check me on that, but it was roughly those numbers. Um, and this jobs report was expecting 671,000 jobs, uh, and unfortunately, it came in at 559,000 jobs added in May. Um, so, what is this being called? What is this being deemed? Well, apparently it's the happy medium. It's not a, you know, the number is not so crazy um, that it would force the Fed to, in essence, start tightening. But it is also um, not crazy enough to scare, per se, the recovery folks, the people who think the country is continuing to recover and it's going to be a strong recovery. This job number was really not low enough to scare people and uh, threaten the recovery. So overall, uh, this number was really a happy medium. So if you took a look at the reaction to this, stocks moved higher. Obviously, they're moving higher currently, but yields continue to drop. So those inflation fears kind of falling back temporarily. Now, I personally believe this might raise some red flags when it comes to the economic reopening, but it's not the end of the world. And this number was kind of a mid number. It was kind of a uh, neither good nor bad reaction, or I would say result. Um, so overall, not a bad jobs report, but definitely not a strong one. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we got a lot of sizable calls. Um, actually, we're just going to break down a few, though. So, Evercore ISI reiterated McDonald's as outperformed. Fantastic company. Coca-Cola uh, was reiterated as overweight. I like to see it. Bank of America upgraded Wells Fargo to a buy from neutral. I continue to like Wells Fargo. If you take a look at Wells Fargo stock, the ticker symbol is WFC for those of you who are going to check it right now while listening. It's currently at $46 per share. I played this stock from roughly 38 to 45 and then I sold out and then the stock pulled back and now we are all the way back up to 46.94. I think Wells Fargo continues to move higher. They have a dividend. Management is getting that company back in line. It is the underdog of the banks and as I have said before, I like those underdog plays. Those companies that have had tough times, scandals, many issues and are now getting their companies back in line and some of these companies are the best of the best like Boeing. They've had their issues. They had issues. They had scandals. Definitely negative thanks to the company, but they are now getting those issues fixed, getting things back in line, cutting costs, and that is what I like to see. Wells Fargo, an underdog play that I like. I think it can still go long. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw 50 by the end of this month or next month if, if... The market continues the rally to the upside. That's a big if. Um, JP Morgan raised their price target on Ford to 18 from 16. I tend to disagree on this one. I'm not a huge fan of Ford. I'd rather go buy GM or Tesla um, personally. 
But I am not discounting the fact that Ford is getting their stuff back together. They're getting things in line. The new CEO and management team is pushing their EV technology, which really isn't that advanced. It's in line with many of the major automakers and is behind Tesla still. But at the same time, it is good to see that Ford is moving in finally to the EV game. One of my big negatives on Ford was that they were going too slow when it came to electric vehicles. And now they're really pushing that hard. And I think the CEO is definitely on something there, but, um, really you take a look at Ford right now. And if you really take a look back at how much Ford has made, the company has tended not even to really turn out great financial numbers in the best auto markets that have ever existed. So in my opinion, I'd rather go with a better company, um, GM, that is producing better electric technology and is really pushing that. Plus, they're in the battery game, which I like to see. GM is over there very much following the Tesla-like business model um, when it comes to shifting in the EVs. I like to see that. Or I just go by Tesla because at the end of the day, if you take a look at Ford and GM, both of those names have been moving very, very, very quickly to the upside. In fact, Ford has gone parabolic in the past two weeks. But you take a look at Tesla and it's currently trading under 600 at 598 and it's been pulling back way off those highs of just about 900 from a few months ago at the beginning of this year so i like tesla i like gm um and i would definitely steer clear of the high flying ford at the moment simply my opinion i am not discounting the company itself i think the ceo is doing great i think for the long term, the next 10 years, Ford stock definitely moves higher. But at the end of the day, um, I would not be buying it here at this very moment. Uh, Morgan Stanley reiterated Apple as overweight. I 100% agree with this. And Apple stock, in my opinion, is, well, it frankly shouldn't be at the current price point it's at. It's been actually flat for quite a darn while. It's currently sitting at 125.96. If you take a look at Apple and you really dig into those charts, let's take a look at the six-month chart of Apple. Um, it went all the way up to those highs um, just a, not too while ago on that electric vehicle news, and then it kind of just dissipated all that news. So it went all the way up just to over 140, and now it's all the way back down to 125. And if you take a look at the one year, Apple has really been flat um, since mid-August of 2020. It really hasn't moved anywhere price action-wise um, since then. So it's way below its all-time high um, and it's within a range between, and this is quite a sizable range, but it's been trading within a range of roughly 120 to 140 here. Um, and if you really want to tighten that range between 120 and 135, it's been stuck within that range for the past few months since August of 2020. So I definitely do think this is a good time to buy Apple. Um, it's a little cheaper than it usually gets currently trading at 28 times price to earnings. So not too bad. You're paying a premium for the company, obviously, but you're paying a premium for Apple, a consistent grower with an excellent management team, um, an insanely strong consumer base, increase in subscription revenues, which I like to see. Their services, I think, will only continue to grow in a fantastic ecosystem that locks customers in. Um, and that is what you want in a company on top of the iconic brand name, Apple. Now, shifting into the final call, Stifle upgraded Northrop Grumman um, to buy from hold. I like this. It's one of those more industrial plays. I like to see it. And I am actually currently searching, and I will let you know what my favorite names are um, in some tweets 
tweets here probably in the upcoming weeks. Um, I'm looking for more industrials, more commodity plays, um, more reopening trades versus those tech names. I think if inflation continues to be an issue, you could see those tech names um, get hit even harder. And that is something that you really don't want to see because at the end of the day, what will occur is if inflation gets bad enough, the Fed will be forced to tighten quicker than expected. And that will hurt technology the most due to increasing interest rates, yada, yada, yada. We've gone through this conversation a million times. Now, Getting in to two individual names. We're going to do two individual names to uh, finish out the back half of the show. So, Restoration Hardware, fantastic company. I like it, and we're going to dig into it. And no wonder, because a lot of other people like it. If you take a look at the stock, it's currently 613 bucks a share, and it has been moving to the upside. In fact, in the past year, it's up 146%. In the past three months, up 36%. But in the past month, it's done 10%. So a little bit of a pullback, not much, possibly presenting a bullish opportunity here. So let's dig into it. So RH or Restoration Hardware. So Restoration Hardware actually changed their name and their brand to RH a few years ago um, when they went public in 2012 and that IPO was quite successful. Now, RH is a popular retailer within the home furnishings industry, boasting a simple online shopping platform and a vast array of locations across the country. RH was previously Restoration Hardware, as I just said, and they changed their name when they IPO'd. Now, management said that they did this for branding purposes. RH is kind of more luxury sounding versus Restoration Hardware. It sounds a bit better. Um, and they updated their brand and started the push to online. Uh, the company insofar has two core segments, the RH segment and Waterworks segment. Sifting through both segments, RH offers customers access to virtually anything furnishing related, including furniture, textiles, bathware, lighting, tableware, and so much more. Pretty much anything you need to furnish a home um, and to finish a home. So for instance, tile to finish off your backsplash in your kitchen or the floor in your bathroom. Um, so they also not only just furnishings, but also the finaling touches um, or the touch-ups to your home, the finishing design elements of your home. Uh, so definitely something to pay attention to there. And given the real estate market we're in, there's a lot of building going on because real estate is so expensive. Um, and that building actually, new home builds, is expected to continue um, to increase as the country reopens and as the recovery is boosted. That's supposed to come back, if not even boom, even more. So definitely something to pay attention to. That could mean even more business for RH. Now, since 2014, RH brand founder Gary Friedman has led the company as CEO. Friedman has been with RH since joining Restoration Hardware's board of directors in 2001. Alongside Friedman is a strong leadership team with members boasting experience from the likes of Goodbye, Banana Republic, Williams, Sonoma, Nike, and so many more fantastic companies. And I like to see that. And that is why I list them in these articles. Um, I like to dig into the past of not only the CEO, but also the whole entire management team and see where they're coming from. Um, and if they're coming from fantastic companies, and especially if they held major positions at those fantastic companies, you could darn near bet that their experience is very, very good. And they're going to bring something to the table that is valuable. And I like to see that valuable management team. Now, in recent months and years, RH has been undergoing a digital transformation, which is highlighted in free 
Friedman's most recent investor letter, which actually just dropped not too long ago, just a few days ago. He said, quote, our strategy is to digitally reimagine the RH brand and business model, both internally and externally. Friedman told investors, um, going on to explain how the company will continue online expansion. I like to see that. Now, um, I will say that in this world, in the new world, um, at the end of the day, it really comes down to adapt or die in the digital age. If you are a major company, a major brand, a well-known company, you will still die if you do not adapt to now what is the digital world, the digital shopping experience, and RH is doing that excellently. Um, and I can literally uh, boast firsthand that if you go to RH's website right now, it looks fantastic. It is easy to use. Their platform is phenomenal, um, and they have been doing quite well. As they have shifted in the digital, their sales have continued to increase, so they really haven't seen a hit to sales and revenues, even though they're shifting online, and that is exactly what you want to see so far. The online shift, the digital shift, shift for RH has been very smooth. And I think that's a testament to the skill of management. Now, digging into the numbers, RH beat Q4 2020 expectations with an EPS of $5.07. Now, that's better than the analyst EPS consensus estimate of $4.76. Now, on a year-over-year basis, EPS improved by 36.29%. Shifting into the revenues front, RH delivered 22% net revenues growth on a year-over-year basis, bringing total net revenue for the quarter to $812 million. Now, do note, on an adjusted basis, net revenues totaled $812.6 million, so definitely not a bad quarter whatsoever. Shifting into margin, Q4 GAAP gross margin significantly improved by 480 basis basis points on a year-over-year basis. So a big improvement in gross margin as well, bringing the Q4 gross margin level to 47.4%, which is a significant improvement of 480 basis points as we just mentioned. Now, as for operating margin, that also improved significantly, and that jumped 740 basis points to 22.6%. So fantastic improvements in the margins. Now, income exceeded expectations as well, with net income increasing by a sizable 90% year-over-year to $130.2 million. Now, for reference, the Q4 2019 net income level was 68.4433 million million and represented 10.3% of revenues compared to the 2020 level, which represents 16% of revenues. So really not too bad. Now, profits were impressive as well with Q4 2020 gross profit totaling $385.128 million, representing a strong improvement over the Q4 2019 gross profit of $283 bucks. So a big improvement as well when it comes to gross profit. Love to see it. Now, rounding out the quarter, net cash provided by operating activities totaled $153.5 million, which is a solid improvement over the 2019 net cash provided by operating activities of $128 million. So big improvement there when it comes to cash provided by operating activities. Now, even though cash provided by operating activities increased, free cash flow took a hit, totaling $37 million for the quarter versus the previous Q4 free cash flow level of $96 million. Now, this decline was attributed to free cash flow, um, not free cash flow, but the decline in free cash flow was attributed to an increase in equity method investments. So investments, equity investments, 
at the end of the day, this is my view on this. Um, I am not a huge fan. I'm not overly thrilled at the fact um, that free cash flow declined. But um, at the same time, it's not like the nail in the coffin. It's not going to put me out. Um, it is not so big of a negative that I am disturbed. But management, I'd like them to get that back in line in the coming months um, if I were an investor. Now, the quarter rounded out a solid fiscal year for RH as well with FY 2020 revenues totaling 2.8. $49 billion. Now, the FY2020 revenues level represents 8% revenue growth um, on a GAAP basis. Now, furthermore, full year net income increased by 23% to $271.8 million and gross margin improved by 510 basis points to 46.5%. Now, rounding out the full year, free cash flow improved by 23% in 2020 to $405 million. Now, if we shift into the balance sheet, it's Quite good. Um, actually, total debt one point one billion dollars. Total liabilities two point four five billion dollars. Total assets two point eight nine eight billion dollars. And cash is short term investments level of one hundred million dollars. I want to see that cash up. I want more cash on that balance sheet. But at the end of the day, their assets still outweigh their liabilities, and it is not terrible. And the debt is not crazy. Now, on a valuation basis, RH does trade at a premium. They trade at a price to earnings right around sixty five times. A forward price to earnings around twenty six times. Price to sales around four point six times price to book just about 28 times and the price to cash flow at 21 times. So overall, that valuation isn't terrible. Um, it is definitely higher than a few of the competitors, um, but the forward price to earnings really is not bad. It's a fantastic company. They're seeing consistent revenues in profit and income growth, which I like to see. Their customer growth um, is also there, and the management team is fantastic. Um, so in short, I'm bullish, um, and so are the analysts. But before we shift into the analyst. Also note that RH has a return on equity of 116% and a return on assets of 10% and a return on invested capital of 15.8%. Those are fantastic numbers compared to others within their industry. Now, the high price target, $800 per share, low $500 per share in the mean $641.36 per share. So overall, the analyst very bullish here on RH. Now, the institutions, they're quite involved as well. They own 95.84% of RH. And the top holders include Fidelity Management and Research, Brookshire Hathaway, which I love to see. Warren Buffett is an investor in RH. And BlackRock Institutional Trust. I like all of those funds. I like the fact that the institutional holdings is extremely high. Um, and I also like the fact that all the numbers really from earnings to management performance are fantastic. The valuation's a tad bit high, but besides that, um, not too many negatives here. Now, on the risk front, investors continue to worry that RH's digital transformation may slow down or eventually not work. Um, it seems to be going very smoothly and well. Um, their sales continue to increase, so that is very exciting. Um, in short, RH, ticker symbol RH, is a solid company with a wise leadership team, expanding revenues, increasing profits, a growing customer base, and a well-known brand name. Love to see it. Now, we're going to briefly take a look at ADI. Not a full breakdown, but if you want to read the entire article um, that was just released on ADI or analog devices, go to runningwiththemoney.com under the analysis tab. It's there. You're going to get a full earnings breakdown. You're going to get a company summary. You're going to get a summary of management. You're also going to get the market, current market cap, dividend price, um, the highs and lows, a technical breakdown, analyst breakdown. All of those things involved in this very simple article. You're going to get a nice summary of the company 
And not only that, but it's fantastic information to start off your research on possibly adding a name like ADI to your portfolio. So Analog Devices, ticker symbol ADI, is a popular semiconductor company that was founded in 1965. Core focuses of the company include amplifiers, data converters, power, RF, and microwaves, MEMS, and more. Now, breaking down the company's spread amongst the semiconductor industry, 53% of the company's revenues are based in the industrials. Furthermore, 21% of revenues are based in the communications industry, 14% in the automotive industry, and finally, 11% is based in the consumer area. Now, Analog Devices is led by CEO Vincent Roach. Roach started with ADI in 1988 and had led the company through years of growth, becoming the company's chief officer, um, chief executive officer, or the CEO um, for short, in 2013. Now, in recent news, Analog Devices announced the acquisition of Maxim Integrated in a major $68 billion all-stock deal. Maxim is a major designer and manufacturer of mixed single signal integrated circuits and more within the semiconductor industry. Once finalized, ADI shareholders will own 69% of the overall combined company, while Maxim shareholders will own just 31%. In the most recent quarterly report, leadership noted that approval for the deal has been reached amongst the European Union, Korea, Taiwan, Japan, and so many more. Overall, the acquisition is on target. Management has noted in just the last few weeks. Love to see it. Deal expecting to close this summer, summer of 2021. So definitely a solid deal there. Maxim is publicly traded in the U.S. stock market. Um, and it's definitely another company to check out. Fantastic company. I like this acquisition by Analog Devices. I think it's only going to strengthen the company and give them a stronger foothold in the semiconductor um, world, which, trust me, has a crap ton of competitors. Now, um, if we shift into the most recent earnings report and we briefly go through them, they beat Q2 2021 expectations with an EPS of $1.54. That's a 42% improvement year over year. They delivered 26% revenue growth with revenues of $1.661 billion for the quarter. If you break down those revenues, $972 million was in the industrial segment, $276 million communications, um, $257 million automotive, and $154 million consumer. And all of those segments exceed expanded besides the communication segment, which was flat. So no negative growth here um, on the segment by segment basis or at all. Now on the margins front, gross margin improved by 410 basis points to 68.4%, which is a solid improvement. Operating margin also improved, jumping a solid 520 basis points year over year to 31.3%. Income continued to improve. That jumped by 51% year over year. Um, So overall, very solid numbers there. Now, looking to the future, the numbers are also solid. Um, in fact, leadership expects Q3 2021 revenues to total roughly $1.7 billion for the quarter, um, give or take $70 million. And then rounding out guidance management is expecting operating margin to land around 32.9% for the third quarter. So big improvements are projected to continue. I like to see it. Um, big time year over year growth here for the semiconductor company, a big time acquisition um, and possibly one of the next big leaders in the semiconductor area if they can continue to grow um, and expand into new technologies. I also like the fact that um, they break down their revenue so nicely um, and they're so honestly 
honest with their revenue breakdown that you can see that they're very exposed to say the automotive area which i like especially as all of these cars are going to be shifting to evs and there's going to be this massive demand switch to ev technology now it's not just that but then everyone's going to want an ev so i think you're going to see some increased demand in the auto industry for many years to come and i like to see that exposure to autos now um looking at the balance sheet Solid, solid balance sheet. Total assets, $21 billion. Total liabilities, $9.4 billion. Um, debt, $5.1 billion. Cash short-term investments, $1.3 billion. So the assets far outweigh the liabilities. Love to see it. On a valuation basis, it does trade at a premium. Uh, trades at a price to earnings right around 38 times. A forward price to earnings around 23 times. A price to sales around 9.56 times. And a price to book around 4.91 times. And a price to cash flow around 24 times. So overall, valuation, not terrible. I mean, you compare it to an AMD or an NVIDIA, um, the valuation is actually quite reasonable compared to those names. So I definitely do like um, ADI so far. Management, they've also been quite effective with a return on equity of 13.14%, return on assets of 7.27%, and return on invested capital of 8.09%. And the analysts obviously see the opportunity as well because they have a mean price target of $179.11 per share on it. And if you take a look at the current share price, it's currently trading at 165. So definitely, you know, darn near 10% upside there. And then if you take a look, the high price target is 190 and the low is 165. So overall, very bullish here um, out of the analyst point of view. The big money quite involved, 94.96% of the company is owned by institutions. If you want the technical breakdown, once again, go to runningwiththemoney.com or the analysis tab. Click on the most recent article, which is this one, um, and you will actually just scroll down, and at the end, there will be a chart and a breakdown of that chart for you guys completely free. In short, analog devices, ticker symbol ADI, because you're going to expand on this research, is a solid company with increasing demand, a consistent management team, and strong revenues growth, as well as a rock-solid balance sheet. Love to see it. Now, before we close out the show, obviously, we're going to briefly go over the entire market. If you take a look, today, the market actually just closed a few minutes ago as we are recording this. Um, so, it was a Friday, a weekend to a shorter week. We got a lot of news across the board. Kind of a very choppy week. We had software and growth up and down, up and down, up and down. Meanwhile, those industrials, financials have been kind of flat. So, overall, um, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, the bang names, moving higher today. Semiconductors getting the most love out of the entire market as well. Tesla getting a bounce. Uh, Taiwan Semi, fantastic company, one to check out that hasn't really bounced too hard in the semiconductor space that I think is still an excellent buy currently at 119. When it comes to the financials, kind of flat. Some opportunities being presented. You got JP Morgan flat, Bank of America flat in the past week. Um, in fact, if you switch over to like a one-week performance chart, you'll see that the overall market was just very, very choppy, very flat. And the only sector that really moved to the upside was energy. So a lot of opportunities being presented um, for the long term. Uh, Square down 5% in the week. I love it. It's a major fintech player. Square and PayPal, definitely check those two out. Um, healthcare also flat. Have some healthcare in your portfolio for that more defensive tone. Overall, um, a solidly choppy week. Uh, so definitely a week you could make some moves or just sit back, relax, and watch the losses and gains pile up. Um, so uh, we will be back on Monday with another episode of the Running With The Money podcast to break down the markets. But until then, the weekend is here. It's a beautiful weekend. Go out and enjoy yourself. But also... 
be on the side researching those stocks because the weekend is a great time to research the names that you are considering adding to your portfolio. Thank you for listening and see you then.